Hello everyone, welcome to the Jock and Journo Show. It is a big, big week, maybe the biggest Collingwood-Richmond game since the 1980 Grand Final. And we have the man himself, uh, the five-time Copeland Trophy winner, the five-time All-Australian. And, uh, well, we're going to call him Pigeon from now on. Uh, Scotty Pendlebury, how are you, mate? Very well, Jay-Z. Special to be back here a week after doing our last podcast. Moving back to the weekly time slot, are we? We couldn't miss the opportunity, I think, to talk A Pigeons uh, and the massive game that's coming up this weekend. A few other big issues. Uh, I speak of Tom Lynch, I speak of Bernie Vince and um, uh, Jordan Lewis. So there is uh, certainly a bit happening. We're going to break down this Collingwood-Richmond game coming up on the weekend. I say hello to you, Sammy Gaston. You didn't speak too much last episode, so no, I want more from you this episode, okay? Can do, can do. But, uh, look, let's get straight into it, Scotty. Let's be honest. I thought it was a bit harsh bouncing the ball off the pigeon's head, um, especially with your right hand because I, from the pigeon's perspective, he's thinking you're going to go on your left. So he, he, he thinks he's in, the, he's in a safe zone and then, um, you know, quite extraordinary, really. You've gone on the right and it was a sp- specific and deliberate attempt to take out the pigeon. Well, funny you say that because I'm actually right-handed. Everyone thinks I'm left-handed. What? I'm right-handed. Um, so I am you? right-handed, but... Funnily enough, playing basketball, you have to bounce the ball on both sides. So that's never been an issue of bouncing left or right hand. Um, yeah. Hang on a sec. So do you consider yourself – we've stumbled upon something extraordinary here. Are you left or right-footed? I'm left-footed. Been right-handed. Right-handed. And well, I'm a bit funny because I'm – anything with one hand, I'm right-handed. Anything with two hands, I'm left-handed. Oh, that sort of – Yeah, yeah. So, so like yeah, I write with a pen, right-handed. Right. Golf, left-handed. I bat left, bowl right and cricket. It's just, yeah, a bit different, but that's me. So, I, yeah, I can bounce it left to right. It doesn't, it doesn't phase me. Um, but, yeah, I did. I was more annoyed at the pigeon because it's not often I have. <laughs> oh, you would be. It's not often, <laughs> Jay-Z, I pigeon. get to have a bounce in the middle of the G. And that oh, pigeon. So having some room. That yep. pigeon has taken a bit of limelight off <laughs> my ability to run and get away from the contest and have a bounce. And I remember when it happened, like, because everyone's like, did you, did you know when you hit the ball, like, do, I mean, do you know when you hit the pigeon when you bounced it? Yeah. So, well, yeah, you tend to watch the ball when you bounce <laughs> it. So I did notice that it hit the pigeon, and I was more thinking, oh, because well, the umpire's not going to go, oh, well, Scott, you can have the ball back because no. the pigeon shouldn't be there. I could have looked like an idiot. You yeah. Know, like, imagine if it had gone sideways and North picked it up. Bucks would have been on the phone. Like, what are you having a bounce for? <laughs> like, Mate, there's a pigeon. As if he would have believed me. So, yeah, so, so I was lucky it come back to me. Yeah. So you yeah. thought that in your head. You thought, holy heck. I was thought, how's this come back to me? Because it's, yeah, the birds hit it at high speed. Yeah. Um, yeah. It sort of, I don't know, it just, it did go. It went like a hard left, but um, yeah, I managed to grab it back and kick it to Coxie. So um, yeah. And then everyone's like, oh, did you realize that hit the pigeon? So, on yeah, the, so on I've the been field. probably asked. So what, has, yeah, so what happened on the field incident. then? Yeah, like everyone having the a bit place. of a laugh. Like both sides having a bit of a laugh. Like did that really just happen? Did you know that happened? But <laughs> as we learned by um, Bernie Vince and Danger sort of oh, incident that, you know, you probably, have any fun on the probably shouldn't have had a laugh about that because, yeah, it's, um, it's not the way we want to be as people. We need to be a bit more robotic, I think. We'll get to that <laughs> later, Scott. Calm down. Um, so how have your teammates taken the piss since then? Because if I was in a locker near you, I'd be like filling your locker full of feathers. I'd be calling you pigeon. I'd be like putting pigeon stickers on your on your locker. Have you had any of that sort of stuff yet? I had nothing. Well, that's, Nothing. that's disappointing, yeah. Gas, from Nothing. the Collingwood. Poor from everyone. I look to you in these sorts of moments to stir it. Like, I'm going to call you Pidge for the rest of your life. I it's promise fine, you. Mate. It's fine. No, nothing. I, yeah, I think I've got a lot of questions after the game, like in the rooms mm. straight away, like all the boys sort of listening to, like, what happened? How'd you do it? Did you know you hit the pigeon? 
the pigeon all right? It's like, boy, it's not about the pigeon. <laughs> I hit the kick going inside like 50. Yeah, yeah. We interviewed you after the game about the pigeon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone. And I think like the Herald Sun wanted to grab me to have a chat about the pigeon. And yep. you can imagine the response I gave to Meg about if I wanted to do that conversation or not. So, yeah. Um, you do seem a bit sick of the pigeon chat, to be honest. Oh, it's, I had no control over it. It wasn't like I went out there and thought, oh, I'm going to launch this into it. But the, we did, it was funny though, because after the game we are talking, it's like, what happens if in a grand final, siren goes, you're down by, say, a point, and you're having a shot for a goal, and a bird, like a pigeon hits your footy, and the footy just stops? It'd be unlucky, wouldn't it? Like, do you get the ball back to have no, a kick? No, I think so. The end of the game. It'd be an unfortunate ending. Wouldn't that be so bad? <laughs> like, the pigeon has just cost you a grand final. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm lucky that ball come back to me. Everything pigeon was fine. I'm fine. Yeah, and you um, put the you put the post on um, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Instagram had that went go. nuts. Yeah, I think I've had like three hundred comments on it and yeah, likes. Probably the most liked photo I've ever posted. It's Don't a, ask me why. It's an opportunity for whatever animal rights group represents pigeons out there. But you are you're the new ambassador, and I think yeah, this is an opportunity probably, yeah, for a sponsorship. Absolutely. Yeah, some yeah. sort of pigeon branding. dollars <laughs> uh, in that. Yeah. There's got to be. <laughs> Let's move on because uh, the win over North Melbourne, just quickly, was that the best win? He, I reckon it was probably your best performance of the year. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. I think probably all elements of our game, um, you know, even in the last quarters, to still put the foot down and play the way we wanted to play. And um, yeah, because I rate North Melbourne really highly. They've um, tested sides all year. They've probably yep. dropped a few games where they should have won. And um, even the week before against Sydney, you know, looking at that game. Really impressive, and to go out there and, and do the, do what we did, I thought it showed a real maturity from from our group, and um, you know, especially the backs on the weekend losing Darcy, you know, literally I think it was like five minutes before the game, and then Dakes coming in, how we having to adjust what his role was going to be, um, guys like that, I thought that was super, and um, yeah, we we played really well and um, kicked straight, and yeah, it was good, it was a good game. Richmond game this weekend, I call it the Tigers matrix, and we touched on a little bit last week, but how in the hell is Richmond the best team in the competition despite being ranked 18th for clearance differential? So they average minus four and a half clearances compared to their um, opposition every game. What, what, what do they do? They win it from half back, and, and what does that mean for you guys this weekend? Oh, I don't, I don't, yeah, I think like looking at that, it's just, that's just a raw total number, you know, minus 18 from total clearances it doesn't take into account how you're clearing the ball so this weekend if we're you know dominating clearance but a lot of it's pressured you know high balls 15 meter kicks handballs out of congestion then that automatically puts the game into a transition game which they like to play you know we're not we're not afraid to play that game either so a dirt, um, like a dirty clearance game yeah a dirty clearance game um the ball live sort of on in a contest all the time but you know, I think Richmond score differential from stoppage is sixth. Mm-hmm. So that's probably that's more the one that you look at because right. you know on the weekend we lost centre bounce. If you look at total numbers by three, but we kicked two two to their one point. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's a win for us. So I'd rather lose by three but score more than mm-hmm. win by three and score less. So you're ready to roll up the sleeves in the on ball battle this weekend? Oh, yeah, I, every week as a midfielder, whoever you play, their on ball division is pretty formidable. So. Yeah. I've never gone into a game thinking, oh, geez, we're going to have a day out today against this midfield because it just doesn't happen. Patrick Dangerfield said recently the key to beating Richmond is, is um, what's the right word for it, for going around avoiding Alex Rance and David Asprey. The way they set up behind the ball. Oh, that's uh, near impossible. Hmm? It's near impossible. Well, you guys are going to have to do that because a couple of weeks ago against West Coast, Jeremy McGovern had an absolute field day yeah. on Brody Mychek. So are there lessons learned from that game two weeks ago? Yeah, I think... Anytime, like with a guy like McGovern, it's more how you use the footy when he's in the area. So we had probably opportunities where we should have gone through checkers and 
it wasn't actually his his fault. He was in good spots, but we didn't use the ball well. We got caught trying to go long and bomb, which is you know McGovern sort of setting up for him. Identified, you got to lower your eyes. So it wasn't Brody's in the right spots. Yeah, in good spots, he was in great spots. Um, so and that's just come back to the ball, ball carry, ball user, and like every side, your connection going inside fifty. When you get that on song, you can look really damaging. You can expose people, but you know I've watching Richmond all year and last year the Rance, Asprey, all those guys. Grimes. They always put themselves in line with the footy. So so how do you overcome that? How do you well, beat you, that? Well, you 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 got to win your contests. You look at Adelaide when they they got hold of him earlier in the year, and Jenkins won his contest. Um, Port Adelaide, Dixon won his contest against Rance, and it's like every forward. You know, we've we've got Coxie, Checkers, Geordie mm. to go that we kick to and win contests. Yep. So on the weekend, Geordie had a few big one on ones with Scott Thompson. Yep. He wins those, goes back, kick goals. So win half, get your smalls involved. Our smalls are dangerous because um, you only have to look at the other end of the field for them with Rewalt. He halves they they have a lot of contests to bring others into the game. So um, yeah, we can't we can't afford to be sloppy with our ball use, um, you know, and and switch off and let Rance just roll over and just help out a teammate, take a mark, get their offensive game started. So, um, so you yeah, got yeah, to think... hit his man. You oh, got to hit no, Rance's man. You got to play footy. You can't get preoccupied with where he is. It's just ball use. You know, if if you see him in a good spot, if we see him one on one with say Mason Cox this weekend. We, we have to take that. That's a good look for us inside 50 and make him defend. And, you know, Coxie's shown last time we played them, I think he kicked one goal three in the first quarter, but he can cause some headaches down there. So, yeah, I think, and, you know, from what Danger's saying, you know, that, that might be their ploy, but for us it's, you know, we've got to, I think the battle starts way before that, that battle with Rance, you know, starts around the footy and, and trying to get, you know, the ball in our forward half, play it there and, and see if we can force them into mistakes as well. How big a factor is the speed you've got in that front half? Like, I think you're the third highest scoring team in the competition. Yeah. Stevenson, Will Hoskin, Elliott uh, too, maybe JT yeah. as well. Yeah. you think that can be a trump card? Oh, I think, yeah, I think our speed's good and our ability to bring the balls to ground's really good as well. So it probably blends in really well. And, and with guys, like I said, Coxie, Checkers, Geordie, mm-hmm. their ability to bring the ball to ground then brings the smalls into the game and it's, uh, I know it's just Richmond do it as well, but it's Rewalt brings the ball to ground or marks it. You know the ones he marks, you see all the small forwards are almost spewing because he's plucked it and they didn't get a chance to chance any crumbs. So <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's going to be on. And, and you know, even thinking like what you said at the start with Richmond being eighteenth, uh, I think for clearance. Yeah. So like it's sort of you go back to Hawthorne, they were like eighteenth for contested ball for a couple of years. True. Smashing sides with flags. Same. So yeah. yeah, I think yeah, to- myth, total or just total numbers. It's like saying who averages the most disposal in the comp. It doesn't. You can get it fifty times if you turn it over twenty five. It doesn't really matter. It's all about trying to be effective. We argue about it. this. Sorry. Yeah. No. Go for we it. We argue about this. What about the occasion? So I would say that when you run down the race uh, on Saturday, there'd be just an extra goosebump or what two. Do you, call it? you call it a bigger game. A bigger. It is a bigger game now. Well, then I just ask: Is the is the ground bigger? <laughs> It's not. Is there more players on the field than there's not? They laugh at his jokes. It's just so black and white. (laughs) Isn't it? But you would walk out and you would feel a little bit, you know the occasion, what this means. You're taking on the top team in the competition. round 19? You guys are third. It's round 19. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, it is. And it is a, like, we're excited to play. But as I like, we talk about this all the time. Every game, and I know it's people don't want to hear it, but every game is a big game. Because Mm -hmm. if you don't do what you think you should do in that game and you drop it, then all of a sudden you look back and be like, geez, that was a crucial game in our season. So we've had years where you look back and think, geez, that game yeah, on the road, we're yeah. up five goals at three-quarter time and we dropped that. Had we have won that, that's four points that we needed or percentage or whatever. So, yeah. 
you know, like say if it comes down this year to, um, say for example, it's Essendon Melbourne last round of the year, they a percentage splits them. It won't be that last game that makes the difference. Yeah. It'll be the ones early in the year where, say, Max Gorn missed that kick after the sign, kicks that. You know, so every game is a huge game, and um, I'm fortunate that I've played in big games before. So for me, it's a little bit different. For our young young kids and guys who haven't the played, knows in, how to play in front of a big crowd. No, well, I played, <laughs> played, played in grand finals, things like that. So um, yeah, yeah, but, but I, I, don't Stevenson. get me wrong. I love being back on this stage. Yeah, like I haven't been back on this stage for yeah. three years or four years, whatever it was, missing that final. So this year has been awesome playing and teams hunting you and wanting to get after you and yep. saying that's a test to play Collingwood. Like, you know, every, that's what we've been throwing out. It's yep. been a test. So I think it's a great test for us against Richmond and they'll probably be saying it's a great test for, for them against us and we're looking forward to it all, like all, I'm the same. Oh, I'm surrounded by mates who love footy. That's all they've wanted to talk about all the week. The conversation changes if you guys beat Richmond this week, and just shut up for a second. But oh, I can't if you, wait. What if you, does it change to? It, if you guys knock them over, it, it, it changes the, the, the feel of this year's premiership race because we thought that there's been daylight between the Tigers and everyone else, and you guys have um, played some very good footy without, you know, the last game against Richmond, you were very good with them for three quarters. But to play that footy over four quarters against a top opposition, I think would instill a belief in particularly a lot of the young players um, and maybe even for the coach that you guys can make something really special of this year. Now, it's probably your job to say that's not the case, but... Well, I think, did I say earlier in the year, I'm not sure, I think we played a big game against somebody yes, no. and it was a big game. Um, and I said I said before sarcasm. that I think win or lose, mm. Queen's birthday, win or lose, I think our group has the belief in what we do and we're not going to be defined by a game. And I think that we have the belief in what we do. Regardless. And, and I think you're, you're right. I think anyone in their right mind to say that Richmond isn't daylight ahead at the moment you know that's you, you're lying because they are. This they, is this is why the game's big. You can yeah, close that, the gap. Yeah, you pitch. We, well, we can get four points, Jay. We can't close the gap. We can get four points, but there, there it's is. Not like, always, it's not always about that. It's because you got you got forty four people in your footy club. Well, if you don't who get four be- points every week, you who don't need to get believe to you and who need the validation, right? Yeah. And they'll need to see the validation well, we for Jaden Stevenson. We took a lot out of beating. Uh, we took a lot out of losing to them last time. Yeah, you were beaten in the air in the last quarter in particular. Got done in the last quarter, but we took a lot out of that game. Yeah. Um, and they dominated facets of that game as well. But we sometimes you take more out of a loss than you can out of a win because mm. sometimes you play really ugly footy, but you still get it done and it resembles nothing like you thought it would. Yeah. But you bank the four points. So, um, yeah, I, like, I think we've got the belief. We know that it's going to be a massive test because they are daylight ahead. But like last year, was, everyone thought Adelaide was daylight ahead and um, – you know, they, they were a great side last year. Richmond, I think, at this stage of the year, were going through a rough patch where they lost a few mm-hmm. close games or whatever. So, yeah, we're excited. I, like our young guys, um, oh yeah, everyone, you, you're up and about. It's a big game. Our young guys are going to love big playing, game. There playing. it is. It's a huge so, game. Yeah, <laughs> but our young guys are going to get pitches so on board. Yeah, <laughs> old fashioned. I, I, I do. I look back to <laughs> when my second year or whatever it was, mm-hmm. playing in finals, played a prelim. Played in an um, extra time qualifying or something over against West Coast. So that, I did the those, match port. Those games that you can get into young guys. Valuable. For, yeah, it's just great to see. And the uh, excitement. Like, imagine a Geordie Degoe, 
like doing his thing this weekend. Like he'll He'd lo- he's gonna the, love that. He will blow the roof off the place. Geordie walks out on a football field and I sort of I'm, you can't see it obviously, but he's got that swag he's got presence. Yeah, he, yeah, he's he's ready for a game yeah. like this. Yeah. And Dagoe versus Rance, like I'm paying my, my thirty bucks or whatever it costs for a footy ticket these yeah, days yeah. to uh, to go see that match up. Yeah. We've got to move on. Um yeah, senior coaches in the news last night. Very honest and forthright um, interview in Footy Classified. And I loved it, right? I love the transparency here. He said that the club, or he has met with um, Gold Coast Spearhead Tom Lynch. And now, you know, that's going to dominate the conversation for the for the next seven days. Yeah, I'm of the firm view that that is fine, right? That, of course... Players, uh, clubs are going to meet with prospective free agents. You can't make this is the biggest decision of Tom Lynch's life, and he's picking and choosing his club, and he's under pressure from um, Gold Coast and everyone to make a decision. Of course, he's going to meet with you blokes. Like, tell me a player over the past five years in the AFL who has changed clubs who hasn't met with a yeah. club in season. Well, I think I think it's a like, say this example. I suppose for you and your industry and what you guys do, it help. This will help shape the future of what happens with. Being transparent, because, whether we treat it maturely, yeah. Like if it if it now this blows back into our club's face or anything like that, mm-hmm. it's like, well, you ask for honesty, but when it does come, it's like used against you. But then when you know, if Bucks had said, oh, "I've never met him," everyone's just sitting there at home, just going, "That is the biggest yeah. load of." And I'm sick of those lies in football. Yeah. So I think I'm sick of that. Every club knows. Like Gold Coast last year recruiting Mav Weller, uh, Lockie Weller. Yeah, like, it, it wasn't just like. On the draft day or trade day, hey, Lockie, this is the Gold Coast Suns. I don't know if you know anything about us, but we'd love to get you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's do this. Like, it's not made in 20 minutes, guys. Yeah. Like, we've had Geordie this year speculation about North. Um, Yeah. Internally, you know, we give him a bit of stick about it, ask him if you can shout us lunch. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, you move on with it. And you 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 understand the landscape now. But I. That's for you, that's for you, but you guys write the landscape. Okay, so the, what way it goes from here depends on one thing, and that is Gold Coast reaction. So if Gold Coast as a football club have a problem with it, then it blows up, right? Because it's a, it's their captain, and he's you know being seen to check out or you know um, do his due diligence, move on, etc. Right. So if if Gold Coast are okay with it, then well, oh, yeah, it won't assume, be such a big issue. Would you assume that they'd be okay with it because they do it? That's a very good point. They have to be for that reason because they do the same thing. Yeah. So they can't pick and choose, can they? Well, I wouldn't have thought no. so. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's the same as Adam Trelaw. Yeah. Yeah, why well, do you would you, have, would you have had a chat with him yeah. before he came here? Yeah, absolutely. And you had an honest conversation yeah, about honest the footy club? about the footy club and it was him just doing what he thought was best to make an informed decision. And how'd that work out? Well, he's here. Exactly. But right. he... I'd, I'd, Stand, yeah. It's normal practice. But he still went through just to find information, collect, and then make a decision. Right. So this is the big question, right? What if you found out? What if I told you that Geordie DeGoey had a, had a sandwich with um, Brad Scott three months ago? Would you have a problem with that? Nope. Absolutely not. Because? Well, he's out of contract and it's his right. Making a decision. Yeah, making a decision, making an informed decision. It's like, it's like if um, in, general, in the general world, you wouldn't leave your job where you are now Without having a chat. Without having a chat and making sure something's lined up already for you. Correct. It's not like a, Jay, you finish today, knock on the door tomorrow, and I'll, I'll explain to you what you're doing. Yeah. No one's taking that, taking that leap of faith. But that, yeah, I like the honesty because like, you know what my thoughts are about free agency. I think I'd love to see players let Grow teams up about know. It. And if you know, because then it delays all this sort of, I don't know, crap for mm. six months where no one knows, oh, is he going to stay, is he not? Yeah. Every Gold Coast player getting asked about it, every... Colin the player getting asked about Georgia to go here. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd think I'd like to see it. I don't know if it will happen, but I think yeah, 
your crew in the media well, what, shape? We'll, we'll just response. go to Gold Coast and just say, are you cool with this? And they say, yep. Well, then it's not really yeah. a huge story. If they say, no, we've got a problem with it because he's the captain of our football club and we want him up there with Peter Wright and, you know, showing a good example or, or whatever, then, then uh, it is a bit of an issue. But what about for the young Gold Coast players? Who see it? Do you reckon they would be they would have a problem with it? Oh, I think a lot of the young guys it's shaped by how your senior players yeah. handle themselves. So yeah. and the young guys are probably better at it because that's the landscape they've walked into. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. free agent at yeah. twenty two. Like we didn't ten years ago, eight years ago, that never yeah. happened. So yeah. um yeah, and you know, I think we had one when um uh who was the player that was seen here? Ling Jong. Yeah, Ling Jong Johnny. come through. So yeah, um, check out the facilities. Yeah, check it out, and he obviously didn't like them, so <laughs> stayed at the doggies. But, How's that turned out for yeah, you, Johnny? Exactly. So yeah, every player, and like you see, McGovern who just resigned, I dare say he would have had a conversation with somebody else. And you're it's just cert- you'd be certain, and it's just he's done the same. Yeah, thing. and look what he's done. He's signed, but he's just gathered some information, made an informed decision. Like this is you're talking for for Gov, It's a five year deal. Biggest decision of his life. Biggest decision to, you've got to make an informed. Because if you never speak to any other club, that means the whole year you've got to wait for everything to be done. Correct. Speculation is insane. Gold Coast want an answer. They're asking him for an answer. Yeah. I think he's already given it to him. Well, I think, say say McGovern didn't speak to any clubs. So the decision that he's made now, he wouldn't have made yet because he'd want to speak to them at the end of the season. Correct. So then you have to wait. Every free agent is just going to get terrorised for the whole year. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the industry, it's a, we're getting better at it. Um, Which I like. Well done, Jay Z. Last one, thank you, mate. I like to try and be mature about these things. Although just bumping into your coaches before, I did get the feeling he's a little bit edgy about how the reaction. Edgy about how you send him a yeah. text message. Hi, send. Jay, send. <laughs> send him like eighteen messages before you let him reply. When I text message I like, or WhatsApp message, I like to sort of just keep it in eight word bursts. Gas. <laughs> yeah, like, you did ra- it to us after yeah, last the week's show. Yeah, yeah. It's impact. You know, it's it's it, it's impact. Finally on this, so clearly you're in the race for, for Tom Lynch. How good a move would that be? And is um, it possible? I, he's what one of the best players in the game. Is he? So if he comes... Do you oh, think, I he think he is? is? Yeah, I think he is. So well, he, he hasn't shown that, that he, regularly. Well, he had a pretty bad knee, didn't he, this year, PCL. Mm-hmm. And, but we know he can do. And But I've always, I, and you know my thoughts on this, one player doesn't make a team. So he would be an unbelievable addition if we got him. Yeah. But if we don't... It's not the end of the world, yeah. Because play, <coughs> players have gone from clubs, moved to clubs, and those clubs have been more successful. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. As I said, it's a decision that he makes. Clearly, like I said, I rate him. He's one of the best power. He's like the old school power forward. He can run all day like Rewalt, but he can still take those big clunks. And he's a really reliable shot at goal. So, um, yeah. More than happy, but he's obviously weighing up his future, isn't he? Well, you, well, you said on a podcast, I think, late last year that you saw him at the AFL. PA I'd been, I'd been with him last you said year this. at the PA. It's already on the record. Yeah, at the record. And I've sneakily said, mate, if you ever want to come down to the black and white, <laughs> I think you'd look good. So, you being a Peninsula boy now, he likes it down yeah, there, Sorrento. Draft tampering or trade tampering. <laughs> yeah. So you're right, but this never happens in the NBA. Like as much as their movement is, it all has to be hushed up. Oh, so you time. reckon LeBron never had a chat with anyone at LA? It's like, so it's funny because, say, I know what you're saying, though. It's like in the rules, you can't tamper. It's the only so, thing they're behind that. Yeah, so it's like, they're, so it's midnight, the trade deadline or the trade yeah. uh, situation opens. Yep. And at 12.01, deals fly in. There's 17 deals yeah. get sent in. And so they haven't spoken. They haven't spoken. So within 60 seconds, you've closed an $80 million deal. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you're telling me? It's so it's all happened. Spell. It's just don't get caught. What do you think of uh, Bernie, Vince, and um, Patrick Dangerfield um, having a laugh together on the final side? Um, 
yeah, problem. It's a funny not. one because I think like supporters now that they're seeing it all the time would be furious. Be like, how come he doesn't care? You literally when that when he that ball went through, you gutted. Yeah, but you can't do anything. Mm. You can't get it back. You can't. So to see an old mate who I understand they're ten year, fifteen year friends. friends so have a quick chat. Um, yeah, it happens all the time. It's just what you catch on camera. I think there was a photo of him that went round after the fact of yes, hands on his head, distraught when it happened. Distraught. But yeah, yeah, I, I bet after the game he would have sat there in the rooms like spewing. Yeah, you can still talk to a mate though and be like, I think that had something to, to do about family or talking about family. I think it's fine. It's just. So what if you, we're not going to get to this point where we all line up like robots and walk past each other and shake everyone's hands. Expressionless. Good point. We yeah. want you to be human out there. We want to see the reactions. What if you saw your teammate, Scott, doing that? What if it was a fourth-year player like Joshy Thomas yeah. and it's Lockie Keefe and the same thing happens? Like if we played the Giants and it was yeah. Joshy and Lockie having a chat. Oh, you had no dramas with that? That doesn't bother me because we've it's all done. You yeah. can't. Yeah. That didn't decide whether we won or lost, that incident. So yeah. we were like – and I'm – like, say this year played Hawthorne. I'm good mates with Ruffy. Yep. Go up to him, have a quick chat about his family, how he's going, potentially have a laugh and then get off. I'm still spewing dirty as anyone about how he played, but for yeah. 20 seconds I can put it aside for a friendship that I've had yeah. since I was 12. Sometimes, however, Scott, it is hard to know what you are thinking at times. Like, you can, you can have, when you get the death stare going or the, the expressionless face, sometimes it can be a little bit hard. Yeah, well, that's, that's done on purpose. <laughs> the, the, face. the poker face. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Dermot Brereton says it's a problem. He says it goes to Melbourne's, uh, in quotation marks, soft culture, the gentleman's club. Yeah, and, I, and Alan Richardson also said he didn't like the look of it. So it is a yeah. divisive, polarising issue. Yeah, it's, it's like but it's personal opinion. Yeah. And you know, all, like I think all that matters at the end of the day mm-hmm. is Bernie and Danger are, are mates, yep. and they had a chat, and they can do whatever they want because yep. they've just played. They've just played a game of footy, um, gone to war. One side's lost, one side's won. Had a quick chat. That that's not your issue. Yeah, it's just, it's just everyone's everyone's going to have different opinions, which is fine. What's the game of steel side bottom? Has he got a broken jaw or not? Is he going to play or not? He will play. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why the why are all the why are the ducks and drakes and smoke and mirrors around him? What do you mean? Oh, I don't know. It's weird. Well, something weird yesterday. Yeah. About it. Well, he did. He got a good whack in the head. So he's got a sore jaw. He's got a sore jaw. Probably he got a whack, decent whack in the head. I said to him straight away when it happened. You're right, bros. Nice little um, welt on the jaw there, mate. Yeah. And he said, "Yeah, that hurt a little bit." So yep. I said, "Well, next time, yep, kick a goal from there instead <laughs> of a mongrel punt." Um, and yeah, Darcy's no, he's good fine. to go. Uh, I assume Darcy's probably got to get through a Thursday. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Is it so. a concern that hamstring is? Like, he, well, we prefer him to have him out on the field. I would prefer to have him on the field, obviously. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, if, you know, like if he was tight and they made the call and, you know, gets through this week of training and he's fine and he plays, yeah. then you made the right call. Yep. In hindsight. Yeah. So, you know, if we if we had a loss, it's it's funny because we are in such a win-loss industry. Mm-hmm. Had we have lost, there probably would have been more question marks about it, more mm-hmm. we come, come out and play the way we did. Um, that's why I say, like, it's not it's not about one player. While we'd love to have him out there, it's we've shown that we can cope and every side. That's the beauty of having 45 guys on your list. So for Darcy, I'm sure more than anyone, he wants that to be fine and no issue every week. He can just run out there and play. Doesn't have to think about it, but... Yeah, he's going through a bit of a battle. and He'd be um, frustrated. Yeah, but as I said, it will be the right call if he gets up and plays this week with no awareness because it means that they were cautious, made the right call. We won the game of footy into Richmond. 
Bring it on. Big game. Big game. I reckon old mate uh, fitness chief there, Kevy Watt, would be pretty keen to have a good week on the track with Darcy. And, um, and to well, see, he did a big, know, such a big block of work, Darcy, because like before he come back. Mini pre-season. So he did like a mini pre-season. And then yep. his first game back against West Coast was really good. The VFL game the week before was really good. So yep. I think he's building confidence and resilience in his body. So yep. yeah, he'll be, he'll be fine. And, yeah. you get Jamie and we had, Elliott we had back Jamie then? Elliott play like Josh Smith's back now. Aishi was apparently like unbelievable in his first game back off his PCL. Aishi. Um, Faz was back. So Blairy was back. Um, well done to Blairy and Jess too. Had a little boy, Ziggy. Yeah. Two days ago. Ziggy. Ziggy, Ziggy Jack Ziggy Blair. Blair. Ziggy Jack Blair. Yeah. So um, he's already taller than Jared. So that's, um, that's good. And, Gags. Um, good gag from Pidge. <laughs> so yeah. We've got guys coming Goldie back. At Goldie. Goldie. Goldie back, I think. Really soon. Round 21. Don't quote me on that, but I think he's back within the fortnight playing football. That um. is, I've said this before, Gas, that that is, and we said this may happen, that is the best story in football at the moment. Absolutely. Yeah, it's Extraordinary. As I said to you last time we spoke, it's, it was crazy seeing him train that day. And yeah. I was like cutting and everyone, everyone asked me, it's like surely he wasn't doing that much. Yeah. I was like, I'm telling you, he was yeah. going harder than what I was at training. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be... So it's so good, like just around the place internally from Monday to Friday, to seeing him him in here doing what Steps, he does. Yeah. So even even um, Sunday, so the day after the game, we have off and come in just to do a bit of recovery. And it's usually like you know, there's guys sort of floating through, and um, Goldie just you see Goldie come in and he's straight upstairs doing all his balance, his Pilates, all his work, and you just like he's up there for an hour, two hours doing it. And just, this is why he's back because yeah. he's not just getting a program and just ticking it off. He's Adzi Trelaw was running out on the track today. Like, Ooh, to sort of check myself. The cavalry's back, Gaz. So get around them, mate. Today. Well, they're they're training. They're not back playing. But could go, lastly on this, could Goldie play senior footy? I reckon most people listen to this thing. Oh, yeah, but he probably just I don't back think to he, the VFL. I don't think he's making an attempt to play VFL. Yeah. He's not coming back to play VFL. Which Peter's got the, the scary eyes. Hat. He's got the. Yeah. <laughs> but he's not though. You don't. Seriously, you don't come back just to try and get back to play VFL. No, it's true. So I yeah. hope it happens. Oh. Before we go, the, the basketball fines. Fever Did fines. you see that? Chris got, oh, that was shambles. Absolutely. Chris Goulding got belted, yeah. Yeah. attacked by 10, got a suspension for a week. For and I was just like, putting it into context of like fining and all that sort of stuff. You have a look at what we do. Like you yeah, have respect for a good system. And there there's times when like you question stuff and how'd that happen? How'd you get two weeks not? The MRO. This, this, their decisions was like, say the um, Daniel Howe, Paddy Cripps one on the weekend yeah. when sort of clipped him in the chin. Mm-hmm. That'd be like Paddy Cripps copping a week for being involved in the incident. Some mm-hmm. of the FIBA fines that come out. Like yeah. it's just absurd. Yeah. Like the guy from the Philippines who king hit Nathan Sobey got two games. Mm. Suspension. And it's that would like, make a lot of sense. What? But are we, we, we that... Are we that surprised? Get my not speaking closely enough, guess. Yeah, miles away. Mate, tell me, just You're give me a clip. <laughs> um, look, massive game this week, Scotty. Uh, Pidge. Um, <laughs> good luck on Thanks, Saturday mate. afternoon. You know how many fat people are you going? Gonna be there? Do you go or you work? Or um, a day look, off? I finished my radio commitments at midday, and my wife doesn't quite know this yet because um, we sort of got some things I'm meant to be doing. But I think there's some chance I might just slip into the G, might take me young bloke. What are you meant to be doing? We're trying to renovate our house at the moment, and it's been. Are you hands on with that? I'm 
surprised myself. Yeah, right. Got new floorboards. Beautiful. Plastered. Hold on. Uh, the decking's a bit of an issue around <laughs> their back. But um, 86,000, possibly 90. Biggest Collingwood-Richmond game since the 1980 grand final pitch. Playing for eight points this week. Playing for eight <laughs> points. Uh, exactly. Good luck with your coffee with Tom Lynch. Whenever that happens, Sammy Gass, I like the fact that you um, had a bit more to say this episode. Yeah, it's I think, uh, Like T- Tyson Goldsack, I think you are on, the, on a path to um, mastery. Mastery, exactly. Thanks for joining us <laughs> on the Jock and Journo Show. Jay Clark, Pigeon Pan, Lebrun, Sammy Gas, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you.